you are the salt of the earth. But if your salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? Please be seated. Ratatouille is a movie about food and family and friendship. It's a movie about the creative process and what it takes to live one's life as an artist and a creator, about what it means to savor the goodness of life and what it means to stay true to your values and your creative call. It is also a movie about a rat, a rat that talks and cooks and has an uncommonly good palate, one good enough to compete with the finest from the world of Parisian haute cuisine. I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. As Remy, the rat, begins to discover his talent and his love for food, He begins trying different things that we wouldn't think go too well together and discovers how each flavor does something special when paired with something very different. Alternating quick bites between a ripe strawberry and a hunk of cheese, Remy loses himself in the moment and he gushes. He says, each flavor was totally unique, but... Combined with, combine one flavor with another, and something new is created. The juicy sweetness of the strawberry and the creamy saltiness of the cheese drew something wonderful out of the other that didn't exist before. And suddenly, a new flavor, a new thing has been created. Now, I have always found Jesus' call to be the salt of the earth a little bit confusing. The light of the world, we know what that means, but but being asked to, um, to preserve our own saltiness, which doesn't sound like a compliment, does take a little bit unpacking. Now, that may be because... It, the phrase that we use in our culture, in our culture, but we use it in a little bit of a different way, might might actually refer to something that isn't the same as what Jesus is saying. You, you've heard the phrase "the salt of the earth," right? We we use it all the time. It it tends to mean a very good and honest person or group of people. Very good and honest person or group of people. So you've heard it. We would say, she is the salt of the earth. Oh, oh, you should meet them. They'll take care of you. They, they are salt of the earth. Oh, yeah, you can trust him. He's good people. He's salt of the earth. If we read this Jesus' words through that familiar cultural lens, we might hear, you are the salt of the earth. You, my friends, are following me. So you must be good people. The problem is, how many good people have you known, whether Christians or otherwise, who have failed to respect the dignity of every human being? 
How many times have we, good people to the last, I'm sure of it, how many many times have we done the same? How many good people throughout history have done horrible things to their fellow human beings? And we must ask, in the wake of the death of Tyre Nichols in Memphis, how many good people, salt of the earth, as we will often say of our protectors, have it in them to drag an innocent man from the car and beat the life and the light out of him? What does it mean to be the salt of the earth and the light of the world when the painful reality is that here in our culture, a traffic stop for some of us is a routine and safe experience, while for many, black men especially, it can be deadly. And what about when the oppression has become so internalized that black folk begin to deny the very salt and light that is within themselves and become agents of that same violence? Friends, you are the salt of the earth. But you are not salt of the earth because you are chosen or exceptional or American or Episcopalian or just here in this moment. You are salt of the earth by virtue of your commitment of mutual love and fidelity to your neighbor. Because of your God-given capacity to elicit goodness from one another and from everyone that you meet. So let's, let's talk about that, what it means to be the salt of the earth. Let's talk about saltiness. It, it, it is not a metaphor that jumps right off the page. We all know what putting a bushel over your light means. We know what Jesus is saying with that. But when we talk about saltiness, that's a little bit odd. I remember years ago when I was, um, I was at, helping leading a youth group as a part of my first job as a priest, and we went to an Appalachian service project trip where they have a camp and they have a theme every year and a staff. And the, sta- the theme for that year was, you are the salt of the earth, Stay salty. And I remember the devotion from that first morning as the adults who were there and were given this task to lead it would say to the youth, go out into the world, go on your youth projects and stay salty today. And the teenagers would say, we don't know what that means. And the adults would say, we don't know what it means either, but go and do it. It's, it's in the Bible, so it must mean something. Of course, anyone who cooks knows that salt is necessary for good food. Anyone with high blood pressure knows that salt can be dangerous. But we also know that salt is necessary for human life. It, car- it transmits nerve impulses. It carries within it the switches that allow muscles to contract and relax. It maintains fluid balance. Throughout history, salt has been used for the preservation of food as well as for purification and sanitation. Salt is energy. Salt is purification. Salt is health. Salt is life. 
But I ultimately think that uh, our friend Remy the Rat had the right idea. This That's why I started with this. Um, when he talks about flavor and about one thing drawing a goodness, a flavor out of another thing, especially since what Jesus talks about is salt that loses its taste. To be the salt of the earth means that you, you lend something special to the human experience. You bring flavor. You are the special something by virtue of your faith and your courage and your love, which produces in others a glimpse of God, an echo of the sacred, a vision of what God's world can look like and must become. Jesus is not congratulating his disciples for being good people, the salt of the earth. Jesus is telling them and us that our faith and love is like salt. It is needed to draw goodness out of one another and draw it out into the world. And if that isn't our story, if we aren't living like that and loving like that, then we're kind of missing the point. Salt with no flavor is just grainy and useless. Marcia Riggs writes, The danger for disciples is that they may lose that capacity by forgetting that they are to disorder the status quo, by valuing those who are dispossessed, caring for those who suffer loss, seeking to do justice showing mercy, having integrity, being peacemakers, and courageously standing for what they believe. Jesus, in the words of N.T. Wright, was challenging Israel to be Israel. Now this was a sermon, remember, and every sermon has a context. The context for Jesus' Sermon on the Mount was the occupation of Israel's land by the Roman Empire. And the Pharisees of the day had largely chosen to look inward, to cultivate a religious identity apart from those difficult questions of empire and complicity. But Jesus said, you can't stay there. You have to turn toward the world. It isn't enough to be righteous on paper. It isn't enough to be good people. God made us to be salt for the earth for, the re for a reason. Salt that stays in a jar, even in the finest of kitchens, doesn't do much good. Spice goes flat if it doesn't get used. I remember listening 10 years ago to, uh, to The Splendid Table. Is that still on? Yes. Okay, good. I, I, was, um, I don't think I'm in the car at that time anymore. You know how these things are. Uh, and I remember she was interviewing someone uh, who was a, a sh an Indian chef. So they were talking about Indian cuisine. 
And, and what the chef said was, if you want to get good at that kind of cuisine, the first thing you have to do is you have to go into your pantry and you have to look at all the wonderful uh, Indian spices that you have that have been there for five years and you need to throw them out, right? She says, if it's been five years, they aren't good anymore. She said, that cur- there's no curry left in your curry, which I actually think is the whole point of Jesus' message in saying this. took me that long to get to it. There's no curry left in your curry. If we have lost the capacity for anger and grief and lament and confession, when we see the great injustices of the world, which sadly continue to make the news week in and week out, if we have lost our capacity for grief and lament, if we have lost our ability to love even in the midst of that and to see the image and the imprint and the dignity of every human being, if we have lost hope for something different or if we have let apathy or despair just take us out of the game entirely, then we are no longer the salt of the earth. And if that's where we are, we can go ahead and put a new sign right out front of the church that says, the church of God, comma, unsalted. We certainly have driven past plenty of those churches in our day. That is always a temptation for us to drift away from where we are supposed to be. Yet God has a way to turn even the unsalted church back into a channel of love and mercy. The salt metaphor is tough. Salt that has lost its flavor, it's not good for anything anymore. All you can do is throw it out. But the light under the bushel, same idea mostly, gives us hope. The light is covered up and hidden. Yes. Busheled and obscured. Yes. But that doesn't change the fact that the light under that bushel is still burning. I don't know if you notice it, but Jesus is preaching them back to life. Jesus is teaching them to go from unsalted to unbusheled. And he's doing it simply by reminding them who they are, who they were created to be, and who God is calling them to become. Jesus is preaching them back to life by calling them to become channels of hope and peace in a world of violence and despair. To bear a light that shines beneath those cracks in the bushels and reveals the containers for what they are. He's teaching them to love so that the hollow taste of bitterness on so many tongues, may be transformed into something savory with the taste for new life. Amen.